0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and a current ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks to not only help you be the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but also help you live the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. I hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. I'm so excited to be launching the very first episode of the Adaptation Station podcast. It took me a while to decide what I wanted my first episode to be on, but then I reflected and came up with four things I wish I had started doing earlier in my teaching career. Some of these things I didn't put into effect until my fifth year of teaching, so I felt like this could be applicable to really anybody listening. For those of you who don't know, I started out as a teaching assistant in a high school. When I got hired to open a self-contained three-five classroom at an elementary school, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no schedule. I didn't have enough materials and the materials I had were not appropriate. So I knew I was gonna be teaching grades three, four, and five. So I got on Google and I searched third grade activities. I figured I'd go with the youngest grade as my starting place. And so I searched tons of lesson plans and activities. And the one I settled on was a paragraph writing activity about phases of the moon. If you're thinking, what was she thinking right now? Let me tell you, I was thinking that I was a genius. I said, I'm gonna get my first writing sample on the first day of school. We're gonna have a cute craft to send home to parents. I, I really, I've got this. I'm such a good teacher. I can't even believe it. Spoiler alert, that was one of the worst things I could have done the first day of school. And let me tell you why. I took this activity that was meant for a second to third grade academic level. And I presented it to students who were not reading, students who were not writing, and I had students that had visual impairments and who were hard of hearing in my class as well with no modifications. Not only did I take an activity that they couldn't do, I didn't really plan anything else. I don't know if I thought that this phases of the moon activity was going to take five hours or what, but that activity failed within two minutes, and then I didn't know what to do next. So that's going to lead us right into my very first tip. I wish I had looked at what my general education teachers were doing in the beginning of school. I later realized that that first day and first days of school are really working on routines and expectations. You're not teaching a content lesson. You're not diving right into the curriculum. You're working on how do we act in the cafeteria? How do we use our recess equipment? And if I had slowed down and just looked at the kindergarten teacher who is down the hall, I would have realized that I had chosen the completely wrong activity for the first day of school. I definitely had that thought process of, I don't teach a general education class, so I can't relate to those teachers. There's no point in working with them. And that's the fur- furthest thing from the truth. A lot of times, with a day like the first day of school, we're all doing similar things. What I'm doing might be much more modified, but we're all still working on those routines and procedures. And I could have gone to those kindergarten and first grade teachers. I could have seen the activities that they were doing and then worked on making those more appropriate for my classroom. When I started looking at general education teachers across the field, it helped me so much. I would look at how they were structuring the day before winter break and then i would try and do something similar i would see what they were doing for their morning work and i would see if i could make that work in my classroom when i started working with general education teachers my job became a lot easier even if what i was doing was really different the second thing i wish i had done was establish stronger parent communication right away i will be honest I didn't value parent communication in the beginning. I kind of felt like I have the kids at school and you have the kids at home. I trust you, you trust me, we're all good here. So the example I'm gonna give, I understand is a very odd example, but I don't have any children of my own, so this is the best way I can relate. The summer of 2015, I adopted a dog. His name is Buster. And if you know me on social media, you know that Buster is very important in my life. I distinctly remember the first time I put him in a boarding facility. I was so nervous of how he was gonna act. I knew how he acted at home, but was he gonna do something different there? I wrote a huge handwritten note with everything I could think of, like every weird thing he'd ever done. And the boarding facility had cameras. And I can remember frantically trying to sign on to the camera get a Wi-Fi signal to check on him. What I thought I'd be able to do if I saw him doing something that I didn't want him to do on the camera, I don't know, but I was obsessed with that camera that very first trip. That gave me an understanding of what it must feel like for my parents to send their children to school. Suddenly, I had something that I was responsible for, and I was terrified to have him out of my sight, and I understood this is what being a parent is like, except multiply that by 100, when it's your child, not your pet. I then put a lot of effort into that parent communication. I started reaching out on a regular basis, on a daily basis. I started sharing positive things as well as the things that we needed to talk about. It really helped my parents be more connected to the classroom. That made it a better environment for the kids coming to school. It made a better environment when we were going into IEP meetings. We truly were a team and that really, really helps. If I had built those teams year one, not year three, those first couple of years would have gone a lot better. My third thing I wish I'd had is adaptive materials. Now this one, I didn't really know what they were, so I give myself some grace here, but I had no file folders, I had no adaptive books, I had no task cards, I didn't have anything like that in my first year. If you've seen pictures of my classroom or you've read my blog, you know that I have an unhealthy obsession with file folders, and the idea that I didn't have any of them is kind of weird, but I didn't. I didn't even know what they were. I found my first Instagram, actually, I think it was a blog, in the spring of my first year of teaching, and that was the first time I was like, what is that 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 teacher is using? When I finally got on Instagram, a whole new world was open to me. But that first year, I didn't have any of that. And I think, how much easier would it have been if I'd even had 10 file folders that worked on IEP skills? Having the materials that are appropriate for your students help your students in the long run. The fourth thing I wish I'd started, and this is like my number one thing that I wish I'd done, was establish independent work. I believe in the power of independent work so much That one of my next podcast episodes is going to be all about how to do this. I definitely was that teacher who said, no, I can't get my kids to work independently. I'm not even going to put the effort into setting up independent centers. But the problem with that mentality is I looked at one student that might not be able to complete work independently, and I applied that to my entire classroom. What happened when I finally put independent work in is I had five kids working independently. And if you have five kids working independently, that gives you and any other staff in your room more time to work with a couple of kids who can't. It definitely is a lot of hard work to get it set up, but it helped me get so much valuable time, especially when I had those unique IEP goals that didn't fit in anywhere else. Having most of my class do independent work for 15 minutes gave me time to work on that skill with that one kid. Now, these four tips are just the start of what you're going to get in this podcast, but I felt like these were the four biggest things looking back on my teaching career I wish I had done. I hope you found this helpful and valuable, and I hope you guys are excited for the next episode. I have a lot of great things coming up, and I can't wait to share them. But for now, I'll leave you with this. Teaching is a tough job, but you can do it. It's all about keeping balance. It's about being a great teacher in the classroom, but it's about being your own person outside of the classroom as well. I'll be sharing episodes about the classroom. I'll also be sharing episodes about things you can do at home for yourself. Again, I hope you guys are excited for what's to come, and I'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you like what you heard, I'd greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and you can visit me at AdaptationStation.net. I can't wait to bring you guys the next episode, and I'll talk again soon.